The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's Consumer Warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. There is a season Well, hello again, and welcome to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're privileged that you're willing to spend this next hour with us, and it is our hope that we leave you a little more informed and inspired than you are right now. Yes, indeed. And there could be some people out there very inspired. You never know. You think. And maybe they can be that much more inspired. But if you're not inspired at all... We're We're hoping to inspire. We're going to move the needle just a little bit here. (laughs) We are here to provide you as much information, expertise, insight, and entertainment. We do that too, we hope, as we possibly can squeeze into this precious hour we have with you each week. And if you'd like to be a part of the program today, it's easy to get in touch. 457-1290. That's 937-457-1290. Now you can also write to us at Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. So longtime listeners to this program know we have often and extensively covered the topic of dementia and particularly Alzheimer's disease since we first went on the air. Alzheimer's is a vexing, stressful disease with no easy answers. It affects those who have it, of course, but it also gravely impacts the lives of those who care for them. On previous programs, we've talked about the warning signs for Alzheimer's, and also the stages of the disease. Yes, and we've also talked a lot about that impact on caregivers, Bob, but also about approaches to caregiving, ways to adapt to the journey that can lessen stress for all involved and perhaps even create opportunities for some peace and joy along the way. Yes, which is hard. A lot of people wouldn't at first hear Alzheimer's and peace and joy all in the same sentence, but as we know from uh, people we've met, stories we've covered on the program, and books we've uh, come across. There are people who have found some joy and some peace and resolution in, on that journey. And it's not easy, but they have, and uh, yep. we can share those uh, by the by as we go along here. Now, uh, today, we're going to talk about the traditional and the new, or at least some of the new. That is, a lot of the time, listeners want to know, can I get Alzheimer's? They might have known this or that person in their family, right? Or they might have known a friend or somebody from church and so forth. And they see what happens to a family. They see what happens over the years. And they say, gosh, am I, is that going to happen to me? And if certainly they're hearing more about it you know, in the news all the time. It's certainly a fear right. of, of many of us, I would think. Yeah. So a key question in this is, is, what are the risk factors for having this disease in my lifetime? Yes, traditionally there are some factors that researchers point to that gives some indication of the likelihood of getting Alzheimer's. These are not hard and fast, purely empirical points, but they do show higher correlation than most other influences, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, and uh, and, and so the overwhelmingly, and this this may, I don't know if people would consider this a chicken and the egg kind of thing, but the, the overwhelming indicator for Alzheimer's is age. Right. So at a time, say, uh, a generation or two ago, when life expectancies were far uh, lower than they are today uh, due to medication and other things, um, Alzheimer's wasn't as discovered. It wasn't as evident. People may have had it. They may have had it at some stage, but we didn't realize it statistically because a lot of people died at younger ages. Right. Now, age seems to be one of the key indicators uh, with statistics running as high as half uh, the women over the age of 85 uh, perhaps having Alzheimer's. And so, so people are seeing it more and more because so many people are living a long, long time. Yes. Nearly one of three people that are age 85 or older has the disease. Um, and, and the risk does dramatically rise with each passing year as we get older. Yeah. So, so, so these numbers are going up then as you're seeing uh, more uh, of our seniors living into their 80s and into their 90s where people are saying, ah, 
Alzheimer's has been diagnosed. Yeah, and, and setting aside early onset, you know, that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, only one in nine people age 65 or older has Alzheimer's. It's mostly that upper, you know, that's where it drops to the one in three once you hit 80. So is, is this something that's sort of baked into the human condition? Is it one of those things that, let's just say, I mean, just theoretically, we start all living to 120 years old. Are we going to uncover something about the human species, uh, some other disease we don't know about or some other effect of Alzheimer's that simply becomes evident because the, the, we start living longer? We don't know. We don't know. But statistically... Uh, a lot more cases of Alzheimer's have become evident as people have continued to age. So that's one of the key indicators, typically, as, as a risk factor. Right. Another strong risk factor is your family history. Those who have a parent, brother, sister, or child with Alzheimer's are more likely to develop the disease. And the risk does increase if more than one family member has the illness. So when diseases tend to run in families, either hereditary, you know, genetics, or environmental factors, or both, both of these things can play a role. If it runs in the family. Right, yeah. right. So, yes, uh, you, you know, there probably is some additional concern. doesn't necessarily mean it will happen, but if you have members in your family who have had this uh, in past generations or currently, it, there's a possibility, a greater possibility that you can. At least this is what the evidence has shown uh, mathematically. Now, if you start to look at genetics, and we're going to touch on this briefly because we're, later on in the program we're going to come at this from another angle. Um, there are really two types of genes that play a role in affecting whether a person develops a disease. Risk genes and deterministic genes. Alzheimer's genes have been found in both categories. So in risk genes, these increase the likelihood of developing the disease but do not guarantee it will happen. Scientists have so far identified several risk genes implicated in Alzheimer's. The risk gene with the strongest influence is called the, I'm always going to mess up these names, but, you know, we practice as much as we can, apolipoprotein. This is where we make note that we do not have capital letters after either of our names. <laughs> yes, when, when real medical <laughs> we do not professionals are able to rattle these things off without, you know, anything. <laughs> so it's, uh, the abbreviation basically is APOE-E4. Uh, Scientists estimate that the APOE-E4 gene may be a factor in up to 25% of Alzheimer's cases. Right. And then there are the deterministic genes, which directly cause a disease, these types of genes, guaranteeing that anyone who inherits them will develop the disorder. Scientists have discovered variations that directly cause Alzheimer's disease in the genes mentioned that are deterministic. And it really would be pointless for me to go through those genes because we don't understand them, and I highly doubt most of our listeners would. So right. there's genes but yes, so, that affect the likelihood so of the, getting Alzheimer's. So you can look at this kind of from an, you know, a, 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 what do they call that, deductive reasoning. You look at this and you say, uh, um, I have people in my family who have had this. We've had it a lot. And so it would seem that I have a higher possibility of having Alzheimer's if people in my family have it. But if you look at it in a genetic way, at least statistically, because they do uh, for many uh, Alzheimer's uh, sufferers, they will do a post-mortem uh, autopsy later on. They've been able to study things about the brain and brain tissue and look at some of the genetic makeup of people to determine whether or not there was some kind of a correlation. Now, there are some factors that you may be able to influence with regard to risk factors, um, and, and, and some, you know, may, may not matter, okay? And some of that, you know, we're going to cover a little bit later on in the program, if you are concerned whether a loved one may have early stage or later stage Alzheimer's disease, we encourage you certainly to check out the 10 warning signs. That's a good place to begin. We've covered that a lot on this program here. The 10 warning signs, again, are uh, questions of degree. So as you go through that list, you'll look down, and, and I'll tell you where you can find it, but as you go through that list, you'll say, gee, I do some of that, or yes, I have noticed some of number four or number six. Questions of degree. Mm -hmm. How often does that happen? How many of the things on the warning right. uh, signs list are happening can be an indicator. Um, and you can find that at the Alzheimer's Association website, which is alz.org, alz.org. And what else can you do? Yeah, so if you, you know, are concerned, another thing would be to um, visit your healthcare provider for one or more exams and diagnostic tests. Now, these can include a general physical exam, lab work, genetic testing, a neurological exam, 
And there's a pair of widely used mental status tests, the Mini Mental State Exam, otherwise known as the MMSE, and then there's the Mini Cog Exam. And again, all of this information on all of these and advice about things to check out can be found at alz.org. Now, there, there are, you know, so we're talking generally here, these are the traditional uh, understandings of uh, risk factors for Alzheimer's. And there are some other things we've also covered in previous programs here that go beyond things like genetics and you know, heredity and, and so forth. And we've touched on this in the past about head trauma. Uh, specifically, there's been an awful lot of research that gets into a particular disease called CTE that has gone on with regard to the you know uh, football, professional football and uh, amateur football in terms of repetitive head injuries and so forth. But a head injury or a head trauma can also be another additional risk factor. And something we're going to talk a little bit later on in the show is... Um, the heart-head connection. So there's you know all this growing evidence that links your brain health and your heart health. And your brain is nourished by one of your body's richest networks of blood vessels, which your heart. So we're going to talk about that and discuss the... The, the reason. So, you know, like your heartbeat pumps about 20 to 25 percent of your blood to your head, where brain cells use at least 20 percent of the food and oxygen your blood carries. And the risk of developing Alzheimer's or vascular dementia appears to be increased by many conditions that damage your heart or your blood vessels. And these include high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and high cholesterol. So you have to work with your doctor to monitor your heart health as well. And some of the things we're going to talk about show further connection to your heart. Now, beyond all of this, there are some statistical uh, uh, studies and so forth that will point to a higher incidence of Alzheimer's in Latino populations and African-American populations. And uh, you can dig into some of the research on that uh, as well. So we're really doing this first segment of the program here to kind of take a, a snapshot of, of um, some of the traditional reasons why someone might get Alzheimer's in his or her lifetime. Again, we talked about risk genes, deterministic genes. We've talked about head injuries, the heart-head connection, age, family history. These are all the kinds of things, and you can read up about a lot of this at ALZ.org uh, that show you uh, what, what are some of the traditional risk factors and will I get or won't I get uh, Alzheimer's. When we continue, we're going to turn our attention to new research, some of it many years in the making, that looks at other aspects of our lives that may be contributing to the possibility of getting this terrible disease. Some may surprise you, and some may not. We ask you to stick around to decide. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You know, changing your window coverings can totally transform the look and feel of your home, but it does take a bit of courage. You know, with so many options, where do you start? Now, that's why I trust our friends at Blinds.com. Now, with over 20 years online and over 15 million windows covered, Blinds.com is America's number one choice for custom made-to-order window coverings. Now, whether you're looking for energy efficiency or you just moved, or maybe you just want to refresh the look of your home, well, Blinds.com will help you selection, order, installation of your new blinds it's fast it's simple that's right whether you're doing one room or the entire house plus with every order you get free samples free shipping free online design consultation just go to blinds.com right now through january 27th you get huge site-wide savings and an additional five percent off just by using the promo code hannity blinds.com promo code hannity for an additional five percent off their huge site-wide savings blinds.com promo code hannity rules restrictions apply Will there be excitement? You bet. How about adrenaline? You bet. Will there be lots of winners? You betcha! Live Harness Racing is back at Miami Valley Gaming starting January 4th. Post times are Sunday through Tuesday at 2.05 p.m. and Friday and Saturday at 6.05. Bet on a good time again and again this racing season at Miami Valley Gaming. Must be 21. Gambling problem in Ohio? Call the Gambling Helpline at 1-800-589-9966. Hi, this is Barry Williams, Greg from The Brady Bunch. What if you took classic TV's greatest stars from the shows we grew up with, including Don Wells, Jimmy Walker, Jerry Mathers as The Beaver, plus tons more, add you 
and we all set sail on the high seas. The cruise sets sail November 8th through the 14th for the Western Caribbean on Celebrity Cruise Lines. You'll come home with bragging rights, the pictures to prove it, and memories to last a lifetime. Book your cabin now at ClassicTVStarsCruise.com. That's ClassicTVStarsCruise.com. Don't miss the gigantic diamond disposal sale going on now at Rap Jewelers in Inglewood. Soon they will be closing the doors forever and prices have been slashed on their remaining inventory of fine diamonds and diamond jewelry. Loose diamonds, diamond rings and pendants, bracelets and earrings, bridal sets and more. This is a rare opportunity to buy sparkling diamonds at prices you never thought possible. But your chance to save won't last much longer. Rap Jewelers, 7 West National Road in Inglewood. Hurry, sale ends soon. Searching for a newer used firearm? Not sure who to ask or what to buy? Visit Shoot Point Blank, the leading firearm retailer in Dayton. Their friendly, knowledgeable associates will help you find the right firearm for you and only you. And with a huge selection of firearms, ammo, and accessories, you'll be sure to find what you need at a competitive price. Shoot Point Blank can also order online for in-store pickup in just a couple days. Your search is over. Visit ShootPointBlank.com and live confidently. Everyone's financial needs are different. Tune in Saturdays at 3 as author David Gaylor discusses the plays for your game plan for retirement on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Starting off fairly chilly out there in Dayton with a low temperature near 15 degrees. A few scattered snow showers previous from last night still lingering around. Mostly cloudy on Saturday, a few flurries in the morning, but throughout the day things are quieting down a bit. 29 degrees for the high temperature, snow likely overnight tonight, accumulations ranging from 1 to 2 inches possible, especially towards the north of Dayton, Dayton likely leaning towards 1 inch. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning and welcome back to There is a Season. Glad you're along with us today. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. 457-1290 is our number today. If you'd like to ask a question or make a comment, if you don't want to be on the air, that's perfectly fine too. You can leave a message with our fine producer, 937-457-1290. Yes, indeed. And we'd love to hear from you and love to hear your questions. Do what we can to answer them directly or, or at least point you to the resource that'll do the best for you and your family. Now, in our, we're moving pretty fast today. We're trying to cover a lot of information. We're talking about risk factors today with regard to Alzheimer's. And in the opening segment, we talked about what is generally considered traditional or generally understood risk factors. And a lot of those are captured at ALZ.org. Uh, they talk about heredity and, and uh, family history and age and so forth and things like that. Um, statistically speaking, there are other intriguing areas of study that have been underway, some for many years, and we're going to try to cover as many of those as we can today. And there are some recent reports that may have you looking at areas of your life you've previously not considered. Yes. And the first of these is our sleep, or perhaps better put, our lack of sleep, Bob. And according to new research, sleep deprivation may accelerate Alzheimer's brain damage. And this information came out of the Washington University School of Medicine just actually this past week on January 24th. And it goes on to say that poor sleep has long been linked with Alzheimer's disease, but researchers have understood little about how sleep disruptions drive the disease. Now, studying mice and people, researchers at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis have found that sleep deprivation increases levels of the key Alzheimer's protein tau. And in follow-up studies in mice, the research team has shown that sleeplessness accelerates the spread through the brain of toxic clumps of tau, a harbinger of brain damage and and decisive step along the path to dementia. So these findings, which were published online January 24th in the journal Science, indicate that lack of sleep alone helps drive the disease and suggest that a good sleep habit may help to preserve your brain health. Now, the, um, the senior author of this study, David Holtzman, uh, physician um, and the head of the Department of Neurology, says the interesting thing about this study is that it suggests that real-life factors such as sleep might affect how fast the disease spreads through the brain. We've known, he says, that sleep problems in Alzheimer's are associated in part via a different Alzheimer's protein, the amyloid beta, beta, But this study shows that sleep disruption causes the damaging protein tau to increase rapidly and to spread over time. Tau is normally found in the brain, even in healthy people. 
but under certain conditions, it can clump together into tangles that injure nearby tissue and presage uh, cognitive decline. Recent research at the School of Medicine at Washington University have shown that the tau is high in older people who sleep poorly. But it wasn't clear whether the lack of sleep was directly forcing tau levels upward or if the two were associated in some other way. And to find out, Holtzman and his colleagues, including uh, an author named uh, Jarrah Holth and Sarah Fritchie, a uh, postdoc there in Holtzman's lab, they measured tau levels in mice and people with normal and disrupted sleep. So they're trying to see this causality here between <clears throat> sleep and the formation of these tau proteins. So mice are nocturnal creatures, and the researchers found that tau levels in the fluids surrounding brain cells were about twice as high at night when the animals were more awake and active than during the day when the mice dozed more frequently. Disturbing the mice, the mice's, it actually says mice's, I can't believe that, (laughs) rest during the day caused daytime tau levels to double. Much the same effect was seen in people. Uh, Brendan Lucy, an assistant professor of neurology, obtained cerebral spinal fluid, which bathed the brain and spinal cord, from eight people after a normal night of sleep and again after they were kept awake all night. A sleepless night caused tau levels to rise again by about 50%. Now, the uh, as, as Dr. Holtzman says here, getting a good night's sleep is something we should all try to do. Our brains need time to recover from the stresses of the day. And we don't know yet whether getting adequate sleep as people age will protect against Alzheimer's disease. Of course, a lot of these studies are being done in mice. But many of our, uh, our research studies <clears throat> begin uh, with other species and so forth uh, because there are certain genetic overlap with the human species. Um, so he doesn't know if, uh, he says here, with getting adequate sleep as people age will protect against the disease, but it can't hurt. And in this and other uh, data and other studies, it suggests that it may even help delay or slow down the disease process if it has begun, because that was really the focus of the study is to see whether or not there was an increase based on the lack of sleep. The researchers also found that disrupted sleep increased the release of synuclein protein, a hallmark of Parkinson's disease. People with Parkinson's, like those with Alzheimer's, often have sleep problems. And I think all of us, to an extent, these days have more sleep problems because, you know, we're uh, attached to digital devices. Uh, we don't go to bed and relax. We're, I, th- I think it affects all of our sleep, so it can't hurt to get more sleep. We've, we've talked about that more on our show before with our sleep show. Right, for a lot of reasons. Yes. And, and within the context of today's program, we've talked about those beginning risk factors and now know that there is some research. And we'll point you to these things here, how you can read more about these studies when we continue. <clears throat> When we come back, we'll talk more about sleep deprivation. We'll also take a look at a number of other new potential culprits that may be responsible for Alzheimer's. Will it affect you or someone you know? It seems every year we have thousands of new cases. Let's look at some of the other reasons when we come back after the news. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 9.30. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following. Getting the latest out of Washington as the government shutdown is no more, but could it come back? Well, that's the question we're all going to be asking of the next three weeks coming up. Temperature slightly warmer today, but we're not out of the woods yet. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic looking better now at this hour than we'd seen most of the morning. Nothing major on those freeways at this time. We're also not seeing any major accidents on those service streets throughout our area. And it is our top story. After several long weeks, the partial shut, largest partial shutdown in U.S. history is over, but the work on an agreement is not. The government will remain open for three weeks after President Trump signed a temporary agreement that does not include border wall funding. The president says if lawmakers don't come up with a fair deal, he could declare a national emergency to fund a wall. That's Fox's Jill Nato reporting in Washington. Now to Washington Township, where we're told five people are injured after a sedan slammed into a utility pole. 
The driver and four juveniles in that case were taken to the hospital. We're told the car was traveling on Social Row Road when it went off the side, rolled over, and then slammed into a pole while airborne. Cops are investigating that crash. Now, this morning, we are getting a few new updates on the reported injuries there. The latest uh, the latest reports coming in say one uh, dispatchers tell us one juvenile was listed in critical condition and is in children's medical center now we're working to learn if that situation has changed we'll bring that information as we get it well huber heights cops want your help finding three suspects in a breaking and entering incident three people were caught on surveillance footage fleeing the scene in a blue chevy pickup truck the suspects allegedly broke the window of a restaurant which sounded the building's alarm this happened in the early hours of christmas eve 2018 you can see pictures from the footage on our website and additional information as well that's whio.com well the right state faculty strike will continue into at least next week the university's Board of Trustees meeting in an executive session Friday for nearly three hours to discuss the strike and the possibility of a deal but taking no action. No word of any talks being scheduled between the two sides. WHIO's Dave Daniels says around 100 students showed up outside the meeting to protest the lack of an agreement. Now, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast with meteorologist Jesse Mag. Temperatures starting off in the teens this morning with a few scattered snow showers out there. For the rest of the day, mostly cloudy. A few flurries are possible throughout the day and a high temperature of 29 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar shows still a chance if you're in the uh, throughout the Miami Valley this morning for a partial snow flurry. Looks like some of that has stuck to the roads in parts, but not much at all all we are starting to see some sunshine from our studio here on south main street in dayton we've got 19 degrees in troy 21 in springfield 25 here in dayton at 9:33. i'm jonah adi whio continuing news welcome to ask jaffe dear jaffe i asked my girlfriend's parents for her hand in marriage her father had one request see jaffe jewelers he stated larry would guide me through the purchase of the perfect diamond engagement ring I've done some research, but wanted to know what the most important factor is in purchasing a diamond. Sincerely, Jason. Dear Jason, I believe the most important part of a diamond purchase is to trust your jeweler, and that's where I come in. Jaffe is a third-generation local jeweler, and I'm eager to gain your trust. Second is the lab that certifies the diamond. There are nine labs, and not all are equal. Jaffe Jewelers believes in strict grading standards. Our diamonds are certified by one of the top two diamond grading labs worldwide, the GIA and the AGS. With a certificate from one of these labs, your diamond purchase will hold its value for many years to come. Thanks, Larry. If you'd like to ask Jaffe, email them at info at jaffejewelry.com or stop by the store. 3951 Far Hills at the corner of Street Road. I'm Ginny Cosola with your Fox Business Network tax tip. Deductions get more complicated after this. Welcome to Fox Nation, an exclusive streaming service designed for the Fox News superfan. It's members-only content you won't see anywhere else. Fox Nation is live, so start your free trial at foxnation.com today. Fox Nation, opinion done right. The standard deduction has nearly doubled. If you take it, you could pay less. But the $4,000 per person exemption went away. And if you itemize, there's a new cap. They limited the amount of state and local tax that you're allowed to deduct to $10,000. But CPA Stephen Zellin says tax rates are lower now. Since the tax rates are going down, then their overall tax due will also go down. Zellin says have your tax prepared, check both itemizing and the standard deduction. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. Get local news when you want it. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO have flash briefings now available on your Amazon Echo. Good morning and welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. 457-1290 if you'd like to join the conversation today or if you simply have a question. 
Yeah, 457-1290-937-457-1290, anywhere in the area. You can call to our fabulous producer, Sarah, and uh, you can she'll just take down your question if you don't feel like being on the air, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. We'll just try to get you whatever research or information we can and be helpful to you. Earlier in our program today, we talked about uh, some existing and uh, new research that may answer the question, will I get Alzheimer's? Will you? Will someone you love? It is a very difficult disease, and the numbers grow larger every year. It's also vexing. as people scratching their heads a lot of times here, uh, that there are many theories, and there's been a lot of research, but they have not produced the so-called smoking gun that everybody's looking for. Yeah, that is research. Have not found a single exclusive reason why one person and not another may get the disease. Certainly, leading statistical factors include age, family history, and genetics. On some of our other programs, as we've mentioned, we've also discussed the possible link between head injuries in sports and other activities. But today, we are looking at several other possibilities as well. Sleep, or the lack of it, is just one. And again, this research, you know, if anybody has ever studied how clinical trials come about or how research comes about, a lot of times it's done with animals, and it sometimes takes years to figure things out, and a lot of different permutations they have to study. So in the sleep research done at the Washington University School of Medicine, they were studying uh, the effect of sleep deprivation on mice and whether or not there was a production or a higher level of tau proteins. Uh, which they seem to indicate. So is there direct causality if you don't get enough sleep that you're going to produce more tau? I don't know that people can say that for sure, but these are things that that point in a certain direction. And if you study any kind of scientific discovery uh, and people look back over the, the, the chronology and say, gee, what happened five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, things start to point in a certain direction and then people go, yeah, we were onto it or this was a complete waste of time. We were going down this highway and we were off on the wrong side. So we ask you to take all research with a grain of salt, but also to look into some of these things beyond the traditional risk factors, because in another five, six, eight years, who knows, we may come upon something yeah. that says that is the answer. Yeah, and if you and if are you are concerned and you want to have a uh, you know more in depth conversation about any of these risk factors, you know we recommend turning to your family physician and starting there. That you know they can lead you to the right to the right resources. So now we're going to turn our attention to another possibility, and one that is in most of our lives, almost every day to some degree or another, and that is that big, ugly word called stress. New research suggests something called vital exhaustion, a marker of psychological distress, may raise the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. Psychological distress in midlife may bring about dementia later on, suggests new research. Many factors may increase Alzheimer's risk, as we've said, including age, family history, genetic makeup, and so forth. Certain other health issues, such as cardiovascular disease or diabetes, may also influence the odds of experiencing dementia because of the impact they have on blood vessels. Well, new research indicates that psychological factors could also affect risk. Psychological distress, in particular, may increase the likelihood of developing dementia, suggests this new study. Specifically, researchers led by Sabrina Isalamuska, a doctoral candidate in the Department of Public Health at the University of Copenhagen, Denmark, set out to investigate the possibility of a link between vital exhaustion and Alzheimer's disease. Vital exhaustion describes, quote-unquote, a mental state of psychological distress that manifests as irritability, fatigue, and a feeling of demoralization. I'm sure a lot of people are probably hearing this going, yeah, I have some of all that. Right. Know? As the researchers explain, vital exhaustion may be a reaction to, say, unsolvable problems in one's life, especially when the person has been exposed to stressors for a prolonged period. Period. So vital exhaustion can be seen as a sign of psychological distress. Previous studies have noted that vital exhaustion may raise the risk of cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, premature death, and obesity, among other conditions. Isla Mosca and her colleagues published their findings in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease. Now, researchers analyzed data from a survey. This is why I see some of these things take years. They analyzed a survey of almost 7,000 individuals who participated in the Copenhagen City Heart Study between, get this now, 1991 and 94. So this is a while ago that they were in the study. And the article just came out within you know, the last couple of right. weeks. 
Yeah. The participants had been 60 years old on average at the time. As part of the survey, the participants had been asked questions about this idea of vital exhaustion. Islamoska and her colleagues clinically followed the participants until the end of 2016. So we're talking about the last part of their lives. They also examined the participants' hospital records and mortality and prescription registers in search of a diagnosis of dementia. Yes, and, and, and they pointed out that the stress may raise your risk by up to 25%. So that's, that's huge. So they go on to say that how you react to stress you know, the reaction to it may predict your brain health. It may not be so much the stressors themselves, they report, but our reactions to them that affect the health of our brains in old age. The study revealed a dose-response link between vital exhaustion in midlife and the development of Alzheimer's later on. The lead author reports, for each additional symptom of vital exhaustion, we found that the risk of dementia rose by 2%. Participants reporting five to nine symptoms had a 25% higher risk of dementia than those with no symptoms, while those reporting 10 to 17 symptoms had a 40% higher risk of dementia compared with someone not having any symptoms. We were particularly concerned whether these symptoms of vital exhaustion would be an early sign of dementia, this Dr. Islamaska uh, says. Yet we found an association of the same magnitude even when separating the reporting of vital exhaustion and the dementia diagnosis with up to 20 years. Regarding the possible mechanisms that may underpin the finding, the researchers point to excessive levels of the stress hormone cortisol and cardiovascular changes as potential culprits. Stress can have severe and harmful consequences, not just for our brain health, but our health in general, says Islamaska. Cardiovascular risk factors are very well known and modifiable risk factors for dementia. And in some countries, a stagnation or even a decreasing incidence of dementia has been observed. Our study indicates, she says, that we can go further in the prevention of dementia by all of us addressing psychological risk factors for now, dementia. There is a uh, kind of a companion article to this that is uh, not as recent in terms of its, its publishing. Um, but it's something kind of like food for thought. And we looked at this we, and we kind of said, well, you know, it's not complete, certainly, but there is some interest to this. And, and the article I'm referring to is the 27 stressful life events that can lead to Alzheimer's. This got it, some play in the press a couple of years ago. It did. And, and I would like to preface it with, you know, just because you've went through one of these things doesn't mean you're going to get dementia and you don't want to get yourself so stressed out that you start worrying about it. If you've went through several of these right. things, I mean, that it, also can cause yeah. Because issues. as you look, don't through, worry. As you look through this list, and we'll share some of them. We don't have time to do all twenty-seven. But as you go through some of this, <clears> you <throat> say, "Well, gee, yeah, I had that, and I had that. Right? Maybe I had a lot of these." And I think the point they're making is that these were uh, significant, impacting uh, kinds of stressful events that would be the kind of thing that Causes might a lot raise of stress, cortisol maybe. and so forth. Right. So they start with is is something that when you're older may seem fairly innocuous, but being expelled or suspended from school could be something that happened to you as a young person. Maybe when you're a young person, you didn't care, or maybe you really did care and it was traumatic. Uh, but being you know, kicked out of school uh, was that one. Uh, another one was declaring bankruptcy, you know, um, uh, could be a big one. Uh, being sent away from home, being fired from a job. These were th- the kinds of things on the list, but there were a lot of other things too. Yeah, some big ones would be death of a child, a parent, or a sibling. Um, Having your parents divorce, that can be very stressful. And uh, they went on to say dropping out of college or any type of school. And then an obvious one here would be experiencing combat and uh, going into the military. And that might be from the physical and stress-related tendencies there. Uh, People who have had financial or property loss, maybe having to go on welfare. What are some of the other ones, Bob? Well, there's one here that I, I almost want to chuckle at because we joke about it in culture and, 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 and media, in-law problems. Uh, it's almost become <laughs> kind of a, a stereotypical thing to put wow. on the list here. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> having a parent that drinks excessively, uh, uses drugs, uh, certainly physical attack, any kind of a physical or sexual attack would be high on the list. And so again, when that's why when we looked at this list, we're thinking, geez, physical attack, and being suspended from school seem like things that are miles apart, but they all depend on, I think, when they happen 
in what context of your right. life they happen. And also, who? We're all so individual. We're all so different in how we react to stressors. What one thing does to someone doesn't affect another person. You know, we all deal with stress differently. And I think that the key here is to point out that stress really can have an impact on our health and potentially on, you know, um, aiding in the development of dementia later on in life. You know, they're not sure, but something to think about. We can point you to this in in all of our research here uh, later in the program. And a third area of new research uh, surprised us and may surprise you. And in some ways, it puts a, a wrinkle on the whole role played by the tau and amyloid proteins in the brain. We spoke about those early in the show. A lot of research points to those things as being um, evidentiary. They, they, are, they are there when people do a postmortem autopsy. They see this higher level of these proteins. But does that mean that they're causal? Does that mean that they're actually causing the Alzheimer's? Well, maybe, maybe not. And there's some research that points to that. Yes, and, and when I first read this article, I was like, well, it does make sense because we talked about the head-brain connection. So they say if you bleed when you brush your teeth, when you brush your teeth, you might want to see what's going on because they say that they may finally have found a long elusive cause of Alzheimer's disease, which is, now I'm not going to pronounce this properly probably, but it says porphyrimonas or gingiv- That's not bad. Thank you. Gingivalis. I would have said gingivitis, but it doesn't say that. The key bacteria, which is in chronic gum disease. Now, that's bad as gum disease affects about a third of all people. But the good news is that a drug that blocks the main toxins of this P. gingivalis is entering a major clinical trial this year. And research published just this recently last week shows that it might stop and even reverse Alzheimer's. And there could even be a vaccine. Interesting. So gum disease. Wow. Yeah. And why, why is this the issue here? Because we talked about proteins before. Well, they're wondering now about bacteria in the brain. Yep. The disease often involves the accumulation of proteins called amyloid and tau proteins in the brain. That's what Alzheimer's uh, has, has shown so far. You're, you're getting the easier words. <laughs> and the leading <laughs> hypothesis has been that the disease arises from defect, defective control of these two proteins. So later on, they find that people have got a lot of these proteins and they say, gee, they've grown like crazy. It must be the proteins that could be causing this Alzheimer's. But research in recent years has revealed that people can have amyloid plaques without having dementia. Mm. So many efforts to treat Alzheimer's by moderating these proteins have failed, that the hypothesis has now been called into question. Evidence has been growing that the function of amyloid proteins may be as a defense against something else, that is, bacteria, leading to a new round of studies looking at bacteria and its relationship to Alzheimer's, particularly those that cause gum disease, which is known to be a major risk factor for the condition. So bacteria involved in gum disease and other illnesses have been found after death in the brains of people who had Alzheimer's. But until now, it hasn't been clear whether these bacteria caused the disease or simply got in via brain damage caused by the condition. So multiple research teams have been investigating this bacteria and have so far found that it invades and inflames brain regions affected by Alzheimer's that gum infections can worsen symptoms in mice genetically engineered to have Alzheimer's, and that it can cause Alzheimer-like brain inflammation, neural damage, and amyloid plaques in healthy mice. When science converges from multiple independent laboratories like this, says Casey Lynch of Cortexime, a pharmaceutical firm in San Francisco, it creates a very compelling story. In the new study, Cortexime has now reported finding the toxic enzymes called gingipanes that P. gingivalis uses to feed on human tissue. You ready for this? In 96% of the 54 Alzheimer's brain samples they looked at. Wow. And found that the bacteria themselves in all three Alzheimer's brains whose DNA they went down to study. That's another level this below. The, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so, so 96% of the cases they looked at uh, report finding these toxic enzyme enzymes. This is the first report showing P. gingivalis DNA in human brains and the associated gingipanes co-localizing with plaques. 
uh, team of researchers found that P. gingivalis actively invades the brains of mice with gum infections. She adds that the new study is also the first to show that gingipane slice up tau proteins in ways that could allow it to kill neurons, causing dementia. So now suddenly you look at the proteins in a slightly different way. And it goes on to really, you know, this is really interesting. It goes on to say that the bacteria and its enzyme were found at higher levels in those who had experienced worse cognitive decline and had more amyloid and tau accumulations. The team also found that the bacteria in the spinal fluid of living people with Alzheimer's, suggesting that this technique may provide a long sought after method of diagnosing the disease. Listen to this. When the team gave this P. gingivalis gum disease to mice, it led to brain infection, amyloid production, tangles of tau protein, and neural damage in the regions and nerves normally affected by Alzheimer's. So this may have some real promise. Right. We don't know yet, right. but But it was wow. an article that kind of blew us away when you start thinking about this because you've you know, all along we've been looking at these tau proteins, these amyloid proteins, and thinking maybe that's the... We don't want to say that's the end of the story, but that no. seems to be where most of the research was. And then you step it back and you go, well, certainly those things have become more evident, but they may not be the main thing. It right. might be something else. Right, right. It's very interesting. So much to try to absorb in one hour. But when we come back uh, <clears throat> in the time remaining, we're going to give you a few ideas to think about that are worth considering regardless of your age here uh, in terms of if you're concerned about Alzheimer's, things that you probably ought to be doing in your life to maybe forestall it or prevent it if possible. Uh, we're not doctors. We can't offer you hard science here and professional medical advice, but we can offer some uh, ideas very worth considering, and we'll share those in a minute with you. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic, and our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates, our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. What if the kid who cut your grass worked like most financial advisors? Instead of a straight-up 20 bucks, you'd get some confusing bill with surcharges and add-ons. What the heck is a blade height adjustment fee? Creative planning is different. Our fiduciary advisors work off one transparent fee structure, and we never receive commissions on your investments. Dial 866-440-1006 for a free, no-obligation consultation with Creative Planning. Investment strategies recommended by Creative Planning are not assured of earning a profit or avoiding a loss in declining markets. Welcome to Ask Jaffe. Dear Jaffe, I asked my girlfriend's parents for her hand in marriage. Her father had one request. See Jaffe Jewelers. He stated Larry would guide me through the purchase of the perfect diamond engagement ring. I've done some research, but wanted to know what the most important factor is in purchasing a diamond. Sincerely, Jason. Dear Jason, I believe the most important part of a diamond purchase is to trust your jeweler, and that's where I come in. Jaffe is a third-generation local jeweler, and I'm eager to gain your trust. Second is the lab that certifies the diamond. There are nine labs and not all are equal. Jaffe Jewelers believes in strict grading standards. Our diamonds are certified by one of the top two diamond grading labs worldwide, the GIA and the AGS. With a certificate from one of these labs, your diamond purchase will hold its value for many years to come. Thanks, Larry. If you'd like to ask Jaffe, email them at info at jaffejewelry.com or stop by the store. 3951 Far Hills at the corner of Stroop Road. Indeed knows it's hard to find qualified candidates when you're hiring. It's like finding a unicorn. But when you post your job on Indeed, it's easy to find people with the skills you need. Nurse practitioner, four-plus years experience, acute care certification. Indeed has a huge pool of amazing candidates and screener tools that help you find your most qualified applicants. Whoa, an entire short list of unicorns. Now, get a $50 credit to give your first job posting premium placement at Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, quality standards, and usage limits apply. Additional terms online. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. 
Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for $4.99 deals. How would you like it? Can I have it like a game show? Sure. We sent two contestants out on the streets to see what they could find for $4.99. Our first bought five goldfish. Ooh, but the other went to Subway for $4.99 deals. He was able to choose from four tasty footlongs or six six-inch meals that include a 21-ounce drink and chips for just $4.99 each. A winner every day. Subway, make it what you you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Looking for something fun to do with family or friends? Come out to Shoot Point Blank, the leading indoor shooting range in Dayton. With 20 clean climate controlled shooting lanes and over 80 rental firearms to choose from, Shoot Point Blank offers a great time for the beginner or experienced shooter. There's no membership required and weekly range specials are available, like their popular lunchtime shoot or Friday date night. Before you make plans, first check out shootpointblank.com and live confidently. Miami Valley's Ultimate Home Expo is back February 8th through the 18th at the Dayton Mall. It's the biggest free home show in the region with free parking. Get inspired for spring with bath and kitchen showcases, landscaping concepts, and home improvement ideas. HomeExpoDayton.com. Miami Valley's Ultimate Home Expo is back February 8th through the 18th at the Dayton Mall. It's the biggest free home show in the region with free parking. Get inspired for spring with bath and kitchen showcases, landscaping concepts, and home improvement ideas. HomeExpoDayton.com. Starting off fairly chilly out there in Dayton with a low temperature near 15 degrees, a few scattered snow showers previous from last night still lingering around. Mostly cloudy on Saturday, a few flurries in the morning, but throughout the day things are quieting down a bit. 29 degrees for the high temperature, snow likely overnight tonight, accumulations ranging from 1 to 2 inches possible, especially towards the north of Dayton, Dayton likely leaning towards 1 inch. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There's a Season. I'm Bob. I'm Gloria. Hey, as uh, time is running short here, if you'd like to catch up on any of the research we talked about in today's program, just drop us an email, Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com, or you can write to this station. Now, if you want to try to avoid Alzheimer's, what are some ideas? There's some simple things to, to help ward it off, and that would be to reduce your level of stress, get some more sleep, and maintain a healthy diet, exercise. Engage yourself in social interaction, and what else? Well, what, like? you control type two diabetes. Uh, sugar, sugar plays a role that yeah. they're concerned about. Uh, exercise, uh, said we that. said before. It's one of those things where there's an awful lot of stuff in life you should be doing anyway. And like flossing your teeth. Flossing your teeth, <laughs> yes, right. Sorry. I was making a joke here offline that <laughs> the sale of floss ought to go through the roof uh, after, you know, this, after show. this program, right? Uh, there are some things you can do. Check out, uh, look at some articles about ways of preventing this uh, terrible thing from happening in your life. Get ahead of it. Uh, we don't need to necessarily have this going on, you know, from generation and, to generation. Right. And and simply put, just take better care of yourself. You know, we, we tend to uh, just not take good care of our, our bodies. Yeah. And in our, in our brains our here. Brains, right. That'll do it for us today. We thank you very much for being here and listening to us go on. We hope we've uh, provided some inspiration and information for your life, something you can noodle around this week with your family. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. For my dear friend and co-host, Gloria Shanahan, for our producer, Sarah, and everyone who makes the show possible, thank you for being here this morning. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill.